0: welcome to the eye on the you podcast Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast I'm David Wilson and I'm joined as always on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald Susan it is a new era as everyone has said in uh, in college football today
1: yes it is I'm trying to figure out what my uh, what my stick is going to be
0: <laughs> you've got some marketing deals lined up
1: yeah, I'm trying to figure out you know sell my autograph for about 10 cents a pop maybe two cents
0: yeah seeing some of these uh seeing some of the promoted tweets is making me like wonder why we haven't gotten in this game earlier we got some twitter followers right
1: yeah th- this is true <laughs> i'm not sure well i know we could like offer them uh, you know it, it, it costs different amounts per scoop
0: right exactly I mean, I guess that's just what, like, Substack is, right? Like, uh, or Patreon, basically. That's It's NIL for journalists.
1: <laughs> that would be really fun, actually. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, it is a, a, a big day in, in the college sports world. Like, I, I know I was kind of joking about the cliche of a new era, but it really is um, a new a new era in, in college sports this morning. Uh, we were recording this uh, Thursday morning, so... Uh, July 1st, the first day of the new NIL laws uh, name and admission likeness. We'll say that at the top and then we can just say NIL the whole way. Um, so obviously there's probably going to be more like stuff popping up throughout the day of, of university of Miami athletes uh, tweeting out their partnerships and stuff like that. But um, the biggest one, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun that I, it feels in a lot of ways, like Miami ushered in this era, right. With that 12 1 a.m. De'Ara King and, and Mackenzie Milton. Um, Mackenzie Milton from UCF, from, right? Well, Florida State now, but yeah, from oh, U- of UCF State. Yeah, right. it was like a Heisman right. candidate for UCF for years before his injury. Basically, right. like, announced the first big um, NIL plan, NIL partnership. De'Ara King um, partnering with College Hunks Hauling Junk, which I did not realize is a Miami uh, a company that was, like, founded at the University of Miami, basically. So one that makes sense. Um, plus, was it Murphy Auto Group, a, a car dealership with with car mm-hmm. with, uh, um, dealerships kind of across Florida, I guess, based out of Tampa, I think, but uh, ha- has some dealerships down in South Florida. And then uh, King and Milton co-founding a company, Dreamfield, that is uh, from the CSPN story, a quote, NIL-based platform. Um, sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously we haven't like seen exactly what it's going to be in practice yet, but it sounds like in theory, the idea is basically it'll be a way um, for athletes to kind of find partnerships, like a, a way to yeah, exactly find speaking engagements or basically almost kind of like a LinkedIn for college athletes or something, basically yeah, like
1: autograph signings. Yeah. They don't, yeah, they, they go and they can book They this Dreamfield can book their events for them.
0: Yep, and then a lot of athletes uh, seems like basically putting out merch and stuff. Derek King, I kind of like that logo that he's got. Uh, that you you like the D one or whatever especially. it is? Yeah, D. King with the I and King as a one. Um, yeah, so that's cool. a lot of athletes seem like they're doing that stuff. Spencer Rattler has the coolest uh, logo I've seen so far, where the S is a snake because his name is Rattler. Uh, oh, that's so good. So yeah, uh, pretty fun. You know, it was kind of one of those those mornings where. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are kind of like me where they'll wake up in bed and they'll pick up their phone and they'll scroll through Twitter for a couple of minutes. And depending if there's like a crazy news story that happens, you wind up lying in bed for like 20 minutes rather than usual, (laughs) like five. And that was kind of what it was like for me. It just seemed like every, uh, every athlete or every school had some NIL story that was happening this morning. Um, and, uh, Miami, I, I think I'm sure. Manny Diaz is happy seems to be right on the forefront of it with the uh, the King Milton partnership that seemed like it was the biggest kind of the biggest um, move of the morning.
1: Yeah and you know we, we all knew Derek was that was obvious and it was known that he was he was had stuff brewing. Um, I believe Bubba reportedly Bubba Bolden um, has right entered into the same kind of deal maybe separately or uh, with some of the same, uh, same components as, yep. as King. And I think King's, I think it's his deal
0: was worth. Um, is it? I think it's upwards of 20,000. It was like a 10,000 signing bonus. So he gets 10, yes. 10 grand, I guess upfront, basically or are guaranteed and then payments yeah. kind of throughout the fall, I guess.
1: Oh, so I, and I think, the, like the 20,000, um, I think, uh, unless you're a Trevor Lawrence type athlete, you know, last season, I mean, but then you're the number one NFL pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or um, there's some women, the LSU gymnast, they said, is going to happen. Yeah, like
0: some of these, like um... – yeah, like Olympic so, athletes, basically, right? uh yeah, like, um, yeah, that
1: can have. But I think unless, like Katie
0: Ledecky didn't get paid at all while she was at Stanford, and she was like the greatest female swimmer of all time. Right,
1: right. I, I think, but though, unless you're someone like that, you know, only a right. handful or less, you, you're, you're not. We're not talking about money. You know, that's going to supersede. You know, what you'd make in the in the NFL right. or, whatever, but, um, I, but it's a lot of me, mean- like you and I were just talking before. And if someone said, you know, we'll give you 20,000 for blah, blah, blah. Um, and it wasn't too difficult. Uh, that would be pretty nice money. Right. Yeah. I mean, for these kids, it's, it's some of them, it's more than spending money. It's money to help them get along, but it's not money. That's probably not we, we have to see what happens. This is new. So you right. never know it's doesn't appear to be that for most athletes it, it, you know it will not be money that changes their life in a huge way their whole life
0: yeah I mean you have to think of there's levels right there's there's levels to it and there is um you know if you think of it so these let's, well, we're, we'll just keep it football specific right now um I, it's going to be different as you mentioned with like a gymnast because a college gymnast can be one of the two or three most famous gymnasts in the world. Same goes for swimmers, um, track, whatever. You know, these sports where they're Olympic sports, where athletes are kind of most famous Olympic years, but otherwise like the college athletes are in a lot of ways, the biggest are softball. Right. whatever. Like they can all, all those athletes could potentially get pretty big deals for their sport, right? Like where you're going to be a spokesperson for speedo. If you're a swimmer, like, you know, that's just how it works. You're not going to, it's not Nike money or whatever, but it's for your sport. You can be one of the highest paid endorsement athletes potentially, but for football, which is what we mostly talk about here on this podcast, right. You know, Derek King is not one of the, I don't even know, hundred, 200 most famous football players like in the world, right? Like he's one of the 20 most famous college football players, but there's how many N- NFL players are more famous than Derek King a lot. Um, and so, you know, every once in a while, you're going to get a, a Trevor Lawrence or a Tim Tebow or a Johnny Manziel, where in college, those guys are going to be potentially inking like million dollar deals. Like what would what would Nike have signed Tim Tebow for as like a junior at Florida? Like, right. It would be huge, right? Like he was already one of the 10 or 15 most famous football players in the world, maybe maybe most famous athletes in, in the United States. Um, and there's, an, uh, I don't know if this year in college football, we have a test case of what that kind of guy would be like, like what, who's the number one projected pick right now. Um, I think is like Sam Howell from UNC who like, you know, we both love Sam Howell on this podcast. This is a very uh, pro Sam Howell podcast. It's basically the day he showed up at UNC, but, um, you know, he's, he's not Trevor Lawrence and he's definitely not Johnny Manziel or. Um, Tim Tebow or Reggie Bush or, you know, you, we, we don't have that test case of what that uber famous college athlete is. Well, that's, we're, that's we're somebody
1: well, that's somebody that transcends. Right.
0: Exactly. We don't have that markets, kind of transcendent. Because athlete. I think,
1: I think what's going to happen mm-hmm. is it it's going to be all dependent on your market.
0: Like there's right, so a lot of it. Yeah.
1: And Iowa and whatever, where we've never even heard of them. And their big hits, you know, in their little city or their, their state, you know, where the cornfields are or something. They're, they're gonna, it's going to be a whole different game for them. And for somebody from Miami, I think they have a great opportunity. I also think there's going to be a lot of uh, things that will, that will affect how they do like, uh, or I, I guess they'll ink the contracts beforehand. We talked about this too. And as lawyers often do, they'll put in all kinds of clauses. Right. I kept thinking, what if somebody, what if an athlete ends up getting hurt? Okay. I mean, Derek King got hurt last year, but he's, you know, let's say somebody, gets hurt and it's a debilitating injury and they're kind of out of commission for a yeah, while. Yeah, Mackenzie
0: Milton, right? Like it's kind of interesting. he's yeah, One of the oh guys out on front of this, cause he's had one of the most traumatic injuries we've seen in college sports in a long time.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Um, and what happens if I think some of it will be dependent on meaning, meaning even their future earnings or what they are offered or what the extra things, they get uh, extra deals. These athletes make, Maybe we'll be dependent in some way on how the team does. If the mm-hmm. team, as we all know, if the team is hot and doing really well, you know, just like at Miami, the fans will come. Okay, if the team is doing really well, the fans, the fans will come, and they'll be much more popular on social media. And you know, even with our stories, when the team's doing well, their stories are doing better. Yeah, um, I, I think a lot of it will affect all of this it's not in a vacuum, put it that way. Uh, There's so many factors. Um, You know, Nicole Auerbach, who's really been on top of this from um, Mm -hmm. Atlantic, just tweeted like a random thought. I've had so many random thoughts about uh, that coaches can't uh, do social media bans now for their athletes, because it'll affect their earnings, right? Um,
0: yeah, or you're that, not going to want to go to play for that coach, and it's going to kill your yeah, so, or whatever. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So my question, and David, we talked about this also before, um, is how will all of this play out for coaches? I think it's and and also for for fellow teammates that don't have deals. I think it it might be in some ways. And again, we haven't gone through it, so we'll be learning a bit of a headache because a big headache, a big. Out of control headache, possibly, um, because unless things are written in there, uh, because you know the NCAA. Also, we kind of talked touched on this last week, but it just got done. I guess Wednesday, right? They voted. The NCAA did vote a blanket kind of statement saying, "No matter what state you're in, even if you don't have a current law uh, that went into effect yesterday as or today as yeah it." Last night at midnight, as my aunt Florida does, and other states, um, whatever state you're in, you can do this stuff. You can, you can sign it. You can make money. You can do whatever. Uh, we talked about this last week. As long as it doesn't involve recruiting uh, high school players or recruiting college players to come to your school, saying. <clears throat> You know, we'll give you this if you, yeah, you basically
0: like people can't guarantee you're gonna get like, like a boosters. Deal come in. Yeah.
1: You can make deals with boosters. It's amazing, isn't it? How the world's mm-hmm. changed. These kids are you know, boosters that own car dealerships. Yeah, you can make deals with them. Can you, can you imagine? Back in the day, you couldn't even oh get God. a yeah. from one of them.
0: Well, but, that's gonna be like the first scandal we get out of this, right? Is oh, there's gonna, gonna, gonna be s- the, the booster oh. who owns a car dealership and is giving some player like a, a a contract way above market value. That's going to be the. You're first not allowed to do that.
1: Exactly. You're not allowed. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. I mean, you're not. But who, yeah, it.
0: but who determines market? It's like you know, it's kind of murky, right? But it's at least it's more upfront than it's been in the past, where it was just and, uh, shoving in a duffel bag and, and handing it to a guy at a. At yeah, a, and also you level.
1: cannot induce any. You know, you can't induce. There's no inducement. There's no recruiting. Yep. Um, and I, and, and also these agents, by the way, I, that are making these marketing deals with Derek or whoever the heck they are, whoever they're represented by, um, a lot of them are, um, actual agents, you know, NFL, like for the, the pro players, the ones that say, Hey, come with me and we we'll, you know, like a Drew Rose in the house or whatever. And, uh a lot of famous athletes, you know, sign with him. And before they, you know, when they go to the NFL, you're not allowed, supposedly a lot of those guys are going to have to get into this or they're going to lose out because what happens is these kids are going to sign contracts with these agents and they're going to, a lot of them are just going to stay with the same people. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of competitive, it's, it's, there's so much to talk about. You want to break. You want to talk a little bit, David. About
0: uh, uh. Well, okay. Let's start with this. <laughs> yeah. I, Where do you want to go? I, There's so many different angles. I, have, I,
1: I keep thinking. I keep thinking that uh, <laughs> that like, on the field, they're going to call a penalty, right? So that the camera is going to be on um, a certain player, let's say, let, right, and then that player whips out of his pocket or wherever it is his waistband a uh, a candy wrapper and it or it kind of inadvertently drops out and the camera zooms in on it i mean what things or 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 we we said this during they're going to do things i mean are there going to be penalties are they're going to remember
0: when sheldrick red wine used to always take the whiteboard and like write like hi mom yes. or whatever
1: yes the whiteboard <laughs>
0: Are we oh gonna get God. uh are we gonna get like Gilbert Frierson getting a pick and then like uh going to the whiteboard and writing I'm like, saying
1: coral gables uh, the the crib and coral gables uh whatever dealership
0: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey mom from the whatever I saw you at the whatever I I yeah. didn't think I I know yeah, that- there's gonna
0: be that's gonna be allowed it sounds like who knows if that's going to happen regularly and again like you're gonna have to be I a notable guy to pull off stuff like that right and like i don't know are you i think I, so oh i don't know and
1: like i i just think think i don't know if the acc is gonna i'm sure they're gonna talk about this
0: yeah i mean to, they might have rules to go prevent it or whatever so i don't
1: know if they'll have rules but i i think it's going to be really interesting um
0: yeah. it's as we said last week it's gonna be the wild west but that's gonna it's gonna make this season pretty fun well, <laughs> in a different way Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's good and that, now tell me also about kids are they going to start resenting each other meeting players yeah or? I mean that's an
0: interesting question right and, and Barry tweeted Barry Jackson our colleague who uh, who wrote the Derek King story at what 12 30 a.m last night um mm-hmm. I think tweeted about this this morning that that so far Derrick's clearly the guy who's gotten the most um sort of deals you, you mentioned Bubba a couple of guys are kind of looks like they're doing their own thing. Like Al Blake is going to sell merch and he's got a pretty big social media following that, you know, he'll make money off of, I'm sure, because he's like a good personality and all that stuff. Um, But um, yeah, it's like Derek King's got, I don't know, a couple tens of thousands of dollars coming in this year and all the guys blocking for him and Zion Nelson, who might be a first round pick might not have any money coming in. Yeah. Maybe those guys will come up with something and whatever, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a dilemma that you don't see necessarily in, I think in college sports, you see it in some ways, right? Guys resent playing time and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's an issue that pro sports have to deal with. Right. Where like, you know, in the NBA, um, you think of a guy like, I remember when John Wall, like didn't you know he was young or there, there was a year where the salary cap spiked so a guy like john wall was like the you know a top three point guard in the league and he was making less money than a lot of other lesser players just because of like when the salary cap happened to jump and guys were able to sign bigger contracts the year after he signed his big extension and guys get frustrated by that and it's a, a thing that Coaches have to learn how to manage egos, all that kind of stuff. Um, coaches have to, you know, manage personalities, and then it's just a different, um, a different factor that goes into the equation. Where right now, when you're talking about ego management in locker rooms, it has mostly to do probably with playing time and and just clash of personalities. And now it's just another factor in the room and. Um, you know, as Barry kind of pointed out, like, it seems like everyone loves Derek King, like, and I think everyone kind of understands what sort of a talent and an important figure he is to Miami athletics right now. And right. You know, I think most guys are going to kind of get it. Like he's the quarterback. He's the Heisman contender. If he's healthy, he's the All-American potentially. He's the best quarterback Miami has had in, I don't know, 20 years at least or something like that. Uh like that guy's going to get more money than everyone else, probably just because that's how the free market works basically. Um, But yeah, at the same but, time, like all it takes is a couple of guys, you know, if he sucks for a couple games and people are like, and he's making all this money and he just lost his two games. Cause he threw a couple of bad interceptions. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, it's something that Manny Diaz is going to have to manage. It's, it's like a, there are, there are obviously pros to this, but you, I mean, we talked to Manny at Paradise Camp the other day and he was pretty happy about the NIL stuff. I think he knows Miami's got some, some advantages there. But, exactly. Uh,
1: but how is it, but David, uh, here's a question. And, and Miami, by the way, University of Miami, they, they, they announced um, yesterday that they've launched launched this thing, quote, ignite, unquote, right. Yeah. It's name, image, and likeness program. Okay. Uh, it says powered by open doors so and national leader, athletic brand solutions. I think they're going to try to teach, um, they're, they're going to try to teach uh, athletes how to like comply with the law, you yeah. know, what, and what they shouldn't do, whatever, give them guidance, but you know what time management. Um, I think David, I think the bottom line for all of this, for the, football for football, for the programs, not for the the actual football teams is. Are they going to be able to hold it together? The coaching staff with, with, if a lot of this is going on, are those kids going to, how much are they going to be invested in the actual football? Yeah. I mean, that's
0: an interesting question too. And it, it, you know, I I don't think we have reported on this, but there've been a lot of reports about the heat's frustrations with Tyler hero kind of in his celebrity status Exactly you know, the way that he's kind of more famous than he is good at this point. And he's very good, obviously, but like, right. but like is his celebrity lifestyle infringing on his ability or whatever. And yeah, well, I, I kind of tend to think a lot of that is kind of BS, but you know, in right. some cases there is truth to that, obviously, you know, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not an unusual story to hear about a professional athlete getting derailed by, um, right? you know, by the, celebrity lifestyle here's here's
1: the problem in in college football so it's a huge team right over 100 for major teams over 100 players including the walk-ons and um you just you you know i i love Derek king and i think he's super mature and i i bet you anything he's going to handle this really well and he's going to be he's he knows he has a lot on the line now with his you know reconstructive knee surgery but either way I think he'll be a model citizen but you wonder about some of the other kids I'm not going to name names we've talked about you know some of the more maybe the younger maybe less mature he's a he's an exception uh yeah, King sure. are, are they gonna how much time think about it though even Derek King I mean that that you know their brains are going to be thinking about that stuff. Think, think of us, you know, we're lying in bed, you're thinking about what work we have coming up or what, whatever. Those kids are going to be in team meetings. Are they going to focus? I mean, I know this sounds kind of trite. It's not really trite. I, I, th- I think it's, I think there could be problems with, with getting kids' attentions, with getting them to focus, um, with getting them to not, where, whereas usually there's they'd be in their rooms watching film and, or whatever the heck they do, watching film and studying and doing some extra, you know, like Mike Harley, right? And Derek film watching and throwing the ball in the field and stuff, you know, a green tree on their own. Are they going to, are they going to do that anymore? The kids that, or, or. Yeah, I mean, it's, any-
0: it's time. It's a time management thing, right? Like, yeah, I think some I mean, guys are going to sign up for these deals and realize, oh, this kind of takes up a lot of time to like run a <laughs> business also or whatever. Exactly.
1: I mean, I, There is going to be so much that mushrooms out of this. Really, it's going to be unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Like The interesting thing, I think, with with college sports, and it's, I think, kind of going to be a deterrent to some of the stuff you maybe worry about, although Uh maybe it's something guys aren't going to realize right away, is like, you know, Miami's got some pretty high-profile freshmen this year, right? Two five-stars, Leonard Taylor and James Williams, plus a a potentially, like, the next – quarterback and jake garcia who uh yes. you know seems like he's got all the makings of like a marketable college star you're um, not kidding and like maybe those guys will get a deal like some sort of deal this year right mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. you want to get it on the ground floor like if you're a, a business yep. you get them and, and then they're loyal to you for all three or four years they're at miami plus maybe when they go to the nfl they keep doing ads for your restaurant or whatever um but None of these deals. I, it's hard to imagine these guys signing like long term deals, right? Because like, if you sign James, if you want James Williams to be a spokesman for your your Apalache restaurant, you know he's from Apalache or from Miami Gardens or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and he ends up like being a nothing. Like he ends up never being more than just a guy. Like by his senior year, maybe you don't want him anymore, and like. It's hard to imagine, you know. It's going to be different. Professional athletes sign these marketing deals, and they're five-year deals because you know what they're going to be. You know they're going to be playing in the league, whatever. Um, In college sports, it's going to be different, especially you know guys don't typically don't become stars in college sports until they're sophomores or juniors, and then they're on their way out. So it's all going to be short-term stuff, and I think that's going to be when we talk about deer making twenty thousand dollars rather than a guy like tim tebow making a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars but is what he probably could have made um that's the difference right is that tim tebow could be signing with nike these guys are for the most part going to be signing with smaller like local companies right
1: yeah but david yes you're absolutely correct but the bottom line is their 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 brains are still going to be yes i
0: mean they're going to be busy
1: or medium they're still going to be going round and round thinking about Deals, what deals they could make, what they have to do. They oh, they have to do this, so they they study the football a little less. I mean, I I know I'm, I'm a, I'm a cynic here, but I I'm just wondering what things are gonna, what bad things are gonna happen from this. And there are plenty of good things. Those kids deserve the money. We all, most of us agree on that. I'm happy for Derek and everybody else that gets it, but. and and you talk about like a james williams or whomever who let's say who really needs some money well yeah i was gonna
0: say the one thing Uh we didn't talk about this before we went on but the one thing i was really thinking about was um you know we remember remember when trajan bandy went pro and kind of surprised us all right like he wasn't probably not going to get drafted but you know you get that i don't know what you make just for getting to an nfl camp but it's a certain you know a nice little chunk of money right it's not obviously not life-changing money it's not enough to like Get by on, but it's enough to pay some bills if your family really needs it. And ultimately, that kind of was the reason that Trajan Bandy left after his junior year was kind of needed that short term money, like get your degree, Uh go pro in something other than sports. But if Trajan Bandy, the alternative to, let's say you make $10,000 for going to a training camp or whatever and not making a team, I don't know if that's the money, I don't want to say that is the money, but if you could get that or something close to that from just kind of doing sponsorship deals like that's a, a positive thing right that, that these guys sure, doesn't that have to leave early definitely definite. You know, get by on whatever endorsements they can get in college definitely. that's going to be think, a game changer in a lot of ways different than that's that's going to be the game changer rather than guys you know a guy who's like Trevor Lawrence, who even if he can make a million dollars from Nike from coming back for one more year at Clemson, he's not going to do that because he's going to get an NFL contract. He's going to get even more endorsements. You become a way bigger star when you get to the NFL. But the difference is going to be those guys who maybe leave early because they they're chasing whatever money they can get because they really need it. Um, Those guys are going to a lot of them are going to stay in college for that extra year. because They can find a way to kind of make up that difference
1: for sure that's the that's a really good aspect of this and i i do think that's going to happen i think more kids will hopefully will stay in school um and get their get their degrees um and and maybe they'll get a little training they're going to add courses you know the uh business courses um on all this stuff that they're doing and uh, i think that's definitely the pot one of the positive aspects of this new rule so um I don't know, I just think every day it's going to be a uh, an adventure. And, you know, what we're probably, I don't know how much we're doing Zoom. I mean, it seems like we're going to do more in-person um, media this year. It depends. There's variants of this COVID, you know, it just things keep changing and changing. But um, <laughs> during interviews, Zoom interviews, can you see, I, this is kind of what we talked about, but players, like, just throwing, throwing out the names of the companies yeah. that represent <laughs> to us while they're giving, I mean, and, and all of us kind of rolling our eyes in the background. So I, it's just going to be so much.
0: Yeah. Uh, one, one last thing I want to shout out before we uh, move on to our, our other topics today, um, is, uh, do you, do you know who the guy who was that, that brokered the De'Ara King deal? who oh i'm on richard on richards and his uh company legendary sports which is like a, a marketing you, company so it's cool yeah, to see that you know,
1: he's, love it
0: yeah so he's uh you know I, I don't think he's signed. i think he maybe has a couple athletes on mark pro athletes on marketing deals but he's he's more marketing i think than like an actual agency is what he runs and and this is a really good you know he's on the front lines of this too in the forefront of this um so cool to see Definitely. that too. a former Kane who obviously had a you know a, a kind of tragic end to his career with a, a neck injury, neck injury um,
1: debilitating and, and you know what it was it's on track to be a
0: nfl pretty high nfl draft pick it, it's cool to see him be um you know he seems like a guy who was in real thought this through had a plan coming in and, and is in a good position to capitalize on this and, and help out miami athletes
1: agree a, a great personality charisma uh, this is kind so of a
0: new business model we're in, right? Like there's yeah. never been a need for guys to do marketing deals for college athletes. It's going to be whole. Um, it's, and he's kind of the first was the first name I, I saw kind of doing this as, as specifically with college athletes. So.
1: Yeah. Ahead of his time. I think he is kind of like an, not like a agent for turning pro, but a marketing, right? marketing that's, agent.
0: Yeah. I think he has a couple right. pro athletes on marketing deals.
1: I love that. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> end up going to him and i don't know that's wonderful
0: yeah very cool all right uh so let's take a quick break and uh we weren't really long here but so let's wrap up with some uh, recruiting talk all right we're back um it was paradise camp this weekend uh pretty fun event uh not the most like loaded 2022 recruiting class because of some of the things we talked about uh last week in terms of guys just kind of cramming all those june visits although it wound up being um better than, than I think a lot of people expected. A lot of guys showed up just like kind of to watch. Shamar Stewart was there, the five-star defensive lineman from Pace. Uh, Wesley Besanthi was there, uh, linebacker from Miami Central, who I kind of think is like, I said a lot of times, like the guy they really need to get in this class because of the position. Um, But uh, for the most part, it was, it was good to talk to Manny in person, which like is something we hadn't done in forever. Um, And it was, cool to see some of the, uh, the alumni out there. There was a, a really good group, Mike Lurban, Edron James. Um, and I, the guys who kind of, I think were the, the guys that I, I most players I saw talking with were like Calais Campbell and then Jalen Phillips and, and Greg Rousseau, three, uh, three kind of like current NFL guys, new stars. I know Calais has obviously been out at like 10 years now at this point, but, um, It was interesting to see that those guys were really in a lot of ways. I feel like the guys resonating with, with a lot of the the high school kids.
1: So I, it seemed like there were, as you just said, there were a lot of past past UM athletes there. Um, I I wonder, and I know they, they all marched in and stuff in the past. They had a ton also, but um, it seems this time they had like all different types of athletes. Um, all great, all really good athletes, not all um like first round caliber, you know, or or uh, just um Yeah, it was like, a
0: mix. You know, there were two Hall of Famers there, Edron James and Michael Irvin. There were Irvin. NFL there was an NFL All Pro there and uh, Oh, there were a lot of players. players. And, you think and there were
1: a lot. There were there too many. There weren't too many, right? There weren't too many that they diluted the overall effect of some of the former greats.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Michael Irvin always comes in, does his little speech, um, right? Right, and he, uh, you know, he I think resonates with people just because the even if you didn't never watched him play, and even if you don't care about watching the pregame shows or whatever, just the way he talks, like they don't make him like that anymore, right? It's like him and Ray yeah. Lewis are kind of in a class of their own, I think, as far as like guys who just like. When they talk, they could be saying gibberish and, and sometimes they are, <laughs> um, but it just <laughs> sounds so inspiring and all that stuff. And, you know, he uh, so I think he resonates in a lot of ways. Um, and then, you know, I think. Obviously, a guy like Calais Campbell, like he's probably the best current Cane in the NFL, right? Like perennial pro bowler he resonates Then I think obviously it's great. I think to have Rousseau and, and Phillips there because those guys, you know, just came through the program, obviously played for Manny. I think uh, yeah, Greg Rousseau, was it was pointed out as like the first paradise camp alumnus to like, get yeah, drafted, that was which yeah. is cool. Um. So yeah, they had all those guys. I think that's important. And then I think like, sometimes people are like, do people really care about Sheldrick red wine or whatever? Right. Like, we, you know, I love Sheldrick red wine, but like, He's kind of like a backup safety, like kind of like a, you know, he's an NFL guy. He's like on a roster, but like, do people know this random Joe, Joe high school player know who Sheldrick Redwine is? But I think in Miami they do. Right. Yeah. The locals, the
1: locals. And I think those guys
0: matter because like, even if they're not like going to pitch like the out of town guy, who's never heard of this player. And like, who's like, who the heck is Sheldrick Redwine? Like guys just know each other, right? They know each other because they have siblings or whatever, or cousins or played seven on seven for the same team or played for the same coaches or had the same assistant coach. Like those guys, I think matter to get the, the young guys there too. Like, I don't know if uh, some of these older guys in that category would resonate at all with, with these guys, but, but I think the young guys in particular, it's just important to get those guys around the program to keep going I, for it and that kind of stuff. For sure.
1: For sure. I, the local it, it definitely resonates with the locals. And it also, I think it also makes all the other players know that they're, that they're, they, they matter. Yeah.
0: That, that's actually another thing. Just talking to a couple wow. of recruits at the camp. One thing guys were like, is like, cause Miami talks about it all the time and every school talks about, it, right? The brother
1: family, family. Um,
0: but right. it's the one chance, like, you know, these guys all come out and they're all making jokes about each other They're all like, I went fifth, I went third, I went eighth or whatever, you know, like they're all trying to one up each other. Um, And even guys who probably like have only met each other like once or twice, they're like hugging each other when they introduce each other, like that stuff. It's the whole idea of the biggest pitch Miami in a lot of ways tries to make is that brotherhood, the alumni base and Paradise Camp is just like kind of the reminder. Like it's it's the way that they try to remind recruits of like, you know, we've got this thing that Pretty much, no one else does.
1: And they, David, they remind recruits that, but they also remind the um, the former players. So what yeah. they're doing yeah. this is this: what they stopped doing several years ago, Al Golden during that era and stuff. Uh, you know, when things were bad. Um, now they're showing the, the the NFL players or the former the former UN players that no matter how much money they make or whatever they're they're just as important to the program and so that helps also in every way if you know what I mean I mean they need the support uh the future support so I think it's it's a good deal
0: all the way around Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you even see like uh Joaquin is there right and he's like one of the most outspoken like (laughs) and like how how many times have you how many times after a bad Miami loss has he been like out there like ribbing Uh, Manny Diaz or whatever like
1: yeah, and Joaquin is too much. I love Joaquin, but I, and, and Brett Romberg, yeah, Brett, mean,
0: yeah, Brett Romberg. Joaquin,
1: Joaquin, and Brett Romberg are very close, and they're also super, super, both super smart guys, and yeah, and, and super outspoken.
0: Yeah, and, but so you even get those outspoken guys on campus. But they love. That,
1: it shows you how much they love. They they say they do it because they do love the program that much, and yeah. they they want it to to thrive. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I guess it was a, it was a success.
0: Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings me to just wrapping up June recruiting. It feels like every week we come on like us oh, sounds like it was a successful weekend. Uh, but Miami still only has three commits in this class after Juan Lee decommitted last week. Yeah.
1: What not totally
0: surprising after they got landed Ibieta in the class. Yeah, uh, I think they're pretty, we've talked about it. They're pretty tight on wide receiver this year. Um, would not surprise me if they only signed two kids at that position. So think once Kwan Lee like you know Miami's been open Manny Diaz has been explicit like if you're gonna look around elsewhere we're gonna look around elsewhere and I think basically Mm -hmm. they got Ibieta and that was writing on the wall for Kwan Lee um but yeah it was Miami is the fewest commits in the ACC right now and I know they can be happy with how June went and I, I totally understand it they really still have not whiffed on anyone I think the only commit. The only player I would really like listed as like a major target for them to commit Mm -hmm. elsewhere is Isaiah bond. I think I I have a story coming tomorrow, just kind of wrapping up June recruiting. And I want to say like 39 kids took official visits. I I have the number somewhere, but it's somewhere in that range, like 35 to 40 kids took official visits to Miami this month. And only seven have committed at all Um, or seven have committed elsewhere and two were already committed before they came to Miami, like Miami was just bringing them in to maybe try to flip them. So it's not like they're missing on guys, but they're obviously also not locking it up. Um, which I know Manny, Manny uh, took a pretty uh, thinly veiled shot at Florida state at um, paradise camp. When he talked about uh, how their school's creating uh quote, fake momentum by uh, really like pressuring kids to commit when they come to visit campus. Um, and Miami, since before June, they've been saying, we're not going to do that this cycle. It's such a weird year. We want to let everyone take their visits. We want to lock up our commitments in July, August, and into the season. Um, but they got to start doing it eventually. Like, I know it was a positive. Paradise camp, it was a, every official visit weekend. Sounds like it went pretty well. Um, I think they, you know, the class will certainly double in size in July. And, and yeah, you know, I think July 4th they could – they're in line to potentially get one or two like blue chip recruits. Um, I would not be surprised. It seems like they're gonna get one question, is whether they're gonna get more than one that day. Um, and then just throughout that week, they're gonna just keep adding. But yeah, they got they got to start
1: uh bringing they've guys got,
0: in to this class eventually. They've
1: got, they've got silence, Manny.
0: Yeah, did. that's what Manny says.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know if he said we have silence, I think he said we have some kids we know. Yeah,
0: I, I, I know of like two. I think who are like, yeah, I don't know for sure that they're silent commits, but I I kind of know that Miami is in really good position to land um, next week, basically. So like that class is going to get bigger. It's going to start looking a lot better by the middle of July. But again, we're Mm -hmm. still waiting on Shamar Stewart, who said he's not going to commit until the early signing day. And we're waiting on Wesley Besanthe, who, um, you know, was at Paradise Camp, but didn't commit, and yeah, I don't know when he's planning to commit. Now I haven't talked. I'm, to him
1: I'm just, when when is that huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, five star linebacker going to commit to U.M. Yeah, five star. I'm waiting for I, you know, I'm I'm missing the like top notch linebackers. Yeah, so
0: that's the thing. All these kids they are waiting on. They're they're being pretty picky, right? They want to get their guys, but most of the guys they really want are planning to wait until July or even into the season. So. Um, it could be end up being a, you know, I know June was fun and you hear about all these guys who really like Miami and you hear Miami thinks they're in really good position to land a bunch of kids, but uh, it's going to be stressful into the fall. I think when Miami's sitting there with like eight kids committed or whatever and, and knows they could get 10 more and wind up with a top 15 class, but also knows they could just like keep whiffing on guys and wind up with a top 30 class instead. Like it's going to be stressful into the fall. Um, but I think July is going to be, I mean, certainly it's going to be good for Miami. They're going to double, at least double the size of this recruiting class. And, you know, three, what, two of the three guys committed so far are like legit. You know, one is a top 100 recruit, one is a, a four star quarterback who's competing at Elite 11. Most of the guys they're in the mix for in July are, are blue chip guys. So, like, they're being picked. They're not, they're not, going to be loading up just on like three-star guys, right? They're, they're loading up on guys they really want. Um, and even if they're only going to have like eight commits at the end of July or whatever, I don't know if that's the exact number they're going to wind up with, but that sounds like in the ballpark, um, they're going to be in okay shape, I think. All right. Um, we are running really long, I think this week. So let's wrap up there. Um, but first, Miami, what, 18-point underdog against Alabama? 18 and a half? Yeah, I think it's 18. I mean, it's has got to move, obviously, a lot. It could be different. I, I checked. Well, yeah. Right.
1: I mean, I, I, checked, um, I checked all the Power 5 schools, and the 18 points is by far the biggest point spread uh, for opening games uh, between Power 5 schools. Um, you know, I... 18 points I that's that's a lot of points um but uh I don't know if I I'm I don't bet obviously but uh, if I did I would probably put my money on uh, the hurricanes not to win okay I'm not saying that to win but I would definitely go with the points um for that game
0: I don't yeah, know I mean, I was- we've been saying that if there's ever a year to beat Alabama it's this year um Oh, but of course it's Alabama. And like I get why Miami is an 18-point underdog against the defending national champion like so is was, the the juggernaut of all yeah. juggernauts in sports and, right now.
1: Yeah, and and then with a you know with a Miami quarterback who's mm. you know still recuperating from a torn from reconstructive knee surgery. So I totally get the 18 points, but I know we're we were way long, but I do know also that the first game is for, you know the the second game second game of the season there's the most improvement between the first yeah. and second.
0: usually the second game is a much better indication of what a team looks like in yeah. the first game right. it,
1: there is definitely there will be sloppiness and uh you know at, listen Alabama you know uh, Bryce Young um five-star recruit their quarterback but he was he was a freshman last year um and I and I know he played some but um you know, he's still very young. So uh, I don't know. Anything goes to me. should be a really, hopefully it's not. I don't know. I'm thinking of that uh, the LSU game. That, that a couple of few seasons ago when they played in that, da- I think Dallas.
0: The one thing I think is Miami's going to score in that game, right? Like could they get blown out, but they like 48 to 20 or something, I guess, but they're going to score in that game. So it's not going to be, yeah. Like absolutely miserable. I don't think, right. Like there'd be nothing more miserable than Miami losing Alabama, like 21 to three. Although that would cover. That would cover.
1: Um, <laughs> if you're a gambler, maybe.
0: Right. 21 to three. If it yeah. was 18 and a half, that would cover. So uh, maybe that wouldn't be as miserable, but uh, at least I want to see Miami score some points. So.
1: Yeah. I, I would another. like to, I'd love the, I would love the upset. That would be very fun.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap it there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dv wilson too. Um, Barry Jackson's got a, a running story I think today of kind of uh, the NIL deals that are uh, that are out there for Miami Hurricanes. So if you're interested in that, go check out MiamiHerald.com. Uh Otherwise, I have some last kind of recruiting stuff rolling through uh, off Paradise Camp the next few days, um, and then it'll be a busy recruiting uh, month. July, not quite as busy as June where there was events going on every weekend, but I think they've already got, you know, commit big commitment days lined up for July 4th, July 9th, I think July 12th. There's a, a target. Like it's just going to be like every couple of days. Uh, Miami could be landing a commitment. Um, also not a new story, but uh, Jakari Brown is at elite 11 this week, um, which is the big high school quarterback competition. Go, so go check out Susan's story from a couple of weeks back. Good time to, to replug that one, I think. Um, but other than that, um, thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everyone.